Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I'm going to come around a message this morning. Um, it's been an honour to be um, preaching uh, with you guys, but specifically for Andrew. And um, <laughs> it's so good that um, he's kicking me out of the uh, roster for the for the rest of the time he's in charge. It's a great relief to him. Uh, it's a great relief to me. <laughs> but isn't it fun? Don't we have fun together, church? I think... We're supposed to have fun and probably supposed to have more fun than what we do. I think we take things a little too seriously sometimes and um, we've got to have a bit more fun. Sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> and I love, that's what I loved about going down to um, Oxford Falls yesterday. If, uh, mate, if you're uh, taking yourself too seriously and you hang around someone like Pastor Mark Saunacock, <laughs> you quickly... Um, Oh, you realize that the world doesn't revolve around you and it's okay to have a laugh and um, I love it. It's awesome. I actually am, I don't usually do this, but I am extraordinarily parched. If I could please have a water. Thank you, Candice. Why not tell a story, Candice, about you and I? Um, there was, I we're just going there. Um, but it will relate to what I want to talk on and I'm going to quickly rush through this. One time, Candace bought this incredible rug. It was a beautiful rug. She'd wanted it for so long. And um, she saved for it. She, she, she purchased it. And it was a beautiful rug. Who loves rugs? Yeah. yeah, that's about as many hands as I expected to go up. And it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. So Candace bought the rug, put it in the home, and it was great. And then you went on holidays and you took... Um, I think it was only Miller at the time, maybe Miller and Andy. And um, you went to Queensland and I was at home by myself. And because, like Andrew said, we're idiots, um, we, I thought it would be a great idea to have a fire, but I didn't really have anything. But for whatever reason, I still don't know if there was... Yeah, I was going to see how much warmth candles could actually bring me. And... For whatever reason, I had a lot of tea lights. All if someone walked in, they would have thought I was like some, doing some satanic ritual. I don't know, um, but I was hanging out with lots of tea lights, and I went to get the food out of the oven. And when I came back, the rug was on fire. <laughs> oh. It was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, oh, not, ah, not the rug, not this precious rug. Damn it. And um, I quickly tried, I didn't realize, hey, it turns out that a lot of tea lights can produce a lot of heat. Oh, oh. So I put it out as fast as I could, but I ruined the rug. But um, what happened was, was, this is the profound thing, Candace forgave me 
really, really quickly. There you go. <laughs> you go there. <laughs> I was like, I actually was expecting, I thought, oh man, like, this rug, oh, I'm going to cop it when Candace gets back. But you showered me with your grace and forgiveness, which brings us to the message, um, which has been uh, on my heart for like a few weeks. Um, we've been doing the blessed life, and um, it's something that I love to talk about. I love uh, what Jesus said, that I have come to give life and life to the full. And I really am a big believer in that. I, I want to seek out this life. I want to experience this life. It is to be experienced. It is to be sought. There is more to life than what we currently um, have. And there's great richness, great depth of of just glorious splendor to be um, experienced in life. And it's only through uh, having a relationship with Christ and exploring the goodness that he is constantly sharing upon us. And he's made so much available to us uh, through the blood that was shed on the cross that um, I think it's just such a travesty if we don't try and live this life that he paid such a great life for. And... um, so this thing that's been uh, going over, going over in my head for the last few weeks is a big part of living this life to the full is having a great understanding of forgiveness, a great understanding of forgiveness, because this, this thing called forgiveness, if, if, if you get this down, if you get really good at this, you're going to become honestly more free. It's, it's, it, you're going to become more free. You're going to live with more love. You're going to be, it really is a freeing thing to be able to master forgiveness. It's not an easy thing. I don't think we can master it um, because when you need to forgive someone, it's, it's usually because you've been hurt, right? And, and hurt people hurt people. And it's just one of these cycles that we have going on in the universe, hurt people hurting people. And, um, but Jesus, he puts it all to an end. He puts the cycle to a stop because he had the opportunity and the right because when we get hurt and we have an inflated ego and all this kind of stuff, we think, oh, well, revenge is good because we, you know, I've got to right this wrong and, and then you do more revenge and there's this, I could go on and on and on about that, the myth of redemptive violence. Anyway, um, so he puts it all. <laughs> Am I crazy this morning? Yes, I love being crazy. Um, but Jesus puts it all, that whole cycle to an end. He had actually had the right to, to wipe us all out. He actually did. You, 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 don't, you forget about that. It's only because that he is who he is, the God of love, that he didn't. But he had the right to wipe us all out. But he couldn't anyway because he loved us so much. He puts it to an end. He takes the violence out. He takes out the, the, that transaction that's just been bouncing around. He puts it to an end on the cross and chooses to love and chooses to forgive at that pinnacle moment. The pinnacle moment, he's like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. It's phenomenal. It's heavy. It's real. And forgiveness is powerful. So I want to take a quick look at forgiveness. I'm actually going to be done quicker than you think. So if you are taking notes, please take notes because I'm dropping bombs right now. (laughs) Okay. So let's get a few things clear about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not condoning others' actions. 
It's not condoning other people's actions. Um, people are going to do things that are wrong. And sometimes when you're walking through forgiveness, you need to call the cops as well. <laughs> this, we're not condoning other people's actions when we forgive. Um, forgiveness is not waiting for them to apologize. Uh, sometimes we think that, oh, yeah, I'll forgive them when they ask for an apology. But the sad reality is, this is a truth. Ready for this? Sometimes you're never going to get an apology. And so you're going to hold this thing forever unless you choose to forgive. Forgiveness is not waiting for apologies. Forgiveness is not eliminating their consequences like I said, someone's done something wrong sometimes, you can choose to forgive them, but that doesn't let them off the hook of their consequences of the actions they have done. Like I said, sometimes you might need to, it's going to be hard and it might take a very long time, but you can be in the process of forgiving someone whilst calling the cops. I, I mean this. Um, forgiveness is separate to, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, forgiveness is not eliminating their consequences. Forgiveness here we go, forgiveness is not earned by the person. No one can earn forgiveness, okay? Um, you cannot, otherwise, like I said before, you may be waiting for eternity. Forgiveness cannot be earned. It's something that we have the power of, we have the control of, not the other person, Right? Um, so that's what forgiveness is not. That's, that's, that's a part of that. But what, let's have a look at what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a process. Sometimes we have the ability to forgive someone straight away. It's done. You know, like um, Andrew insults me on a regular basis. I got, yeah, yeah, I got Gemma. No, or, or Candace insults me or something and I have this incredible grace just to forgive you because I'm this this wonderful person yeah yeah but then on the flip side I might do something where it takes so long for you to forgive me but at least you're trying you're in the pro forgiveness is a process um yeah no you're the best forgiver you are the best Candace. Thank God for your forgiving skills. Oh, she's good. I thought I was going to die when I <laughs> burnt that rug. I couldn't believe I did it. I, you know when you like look back in time, you're like, what? This was ne what, what was I doing? Oh, forgiveness is a process. Um, forgiveness, here's, here's something. Okay, listen to this. I need you to listen to this. Forgiveness refuses to allow someone else to rob you of your joy, okay? So when you harbor unforgiveness, a lot of things happen as a byproduct of that, okay? When you're harboring unforgiveness, what happens? Uh, you think about this person, you're like, oh, man, like, oh, something good happened for them today, damn. And your joy becomes dependent on... Um, Oh, I heard they fell over and stubbed their knee. Yes, I feel joy. I've got my joy. And your joy is dependent on someone else's life. Your joy. Forgiveness um, refuses to allow someone else to control your joy. 
here's another thing. Forgiveness is passing along to others what you have already received. Okay? Forgiveness is just passing it. Forgiveness, when you really look at forgiveness, it really it becomes apparent that it's a flowing force. It's a flowing force. And the scriptures illuminate this, this flow. Um, but when we've, we've got to allow it to flow through us. All we're doing is passing on what we've already received ourselves. Um, forgiveness, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it has a flowing nature. Um, okay, so we've, we've looked at some of the things that forgiveness is not. We've looked at some of the things that forgiveness is. Can I encourage you, church, to please go on your own journey? I could talk about forgiveness for probably a month series. We could do it. I could do it. There's so much involved. It's such a mysterious, profound, wonderful part of life. But um, I'm condensing it down. So can I encourage you to explore forgiveness on your own uh, through the week? If this is intriguing, if, if things are going, oh, wow, wow, yeah, yeah, I've got to do this, please I encourage you to, to look into it yourselves. It's one of those things that um, you can spend a lifetime mastering, but it's so worth it. The richness of life that comes out of pursuing it is incredible. So then, um, let's have a look at this. Uh, what happens? Sometimes we don't know if we're uh, harboring unforgiveness. Sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we can be living life not even realizing that we're harboring unforgiveness. I personally have done that. I've had... Um, two friends in my life that have done things to me and then I haven't realized it but years and years later I'm like and I'm like oh and I start to I realize that I've harbored this unforgiveness um, towards these people and here's one of the here's some of the things that I've found to help us realize that we are harboring unforgiveness okay so we realize what it isn't we're realizing what it is and here are some of the things that help us to recognize that we might be harboring unforgiveness if somebody comes up in convo and you get flooded with negativity someone raises someone's name in a convo and you're just like that's a good sign that you probably need to start the forgiving flow process um if you can't think about someone without thinking about what they did to you. So when someone comes up and you, and you can't, you can't, you don't, you bypass their humanity, you don't see them as a person, but you see them for what they did to you, right? That's, that's a sure sign that, oh, okay, I can't even see their humanity. All I can see is that thing they did to me whenever I think of that person. Um, if you keep bringing them up, if they just come out in conversation or, you know, oh, why do I keep talking about this person? These are the things that I did <laughs> with these two guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so uh, I need to forgive some people in my world. Um, and so yeah, the process begins. Um, so here's, here's a saying. This is a great saying. Um, let's see if I can Houdini this. It's the watch. It's got a GPS in it. It's really... Can you... Thanks, Guinness. Oh, there we go. We run a slick church at C3 Tugra. Um, you may have noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, here's, here's something. Okay, you ready for this? Not... This is a great saying. I found it on the interweb. I love it. Um, not forgiving someone 
is like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. It's like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. You think that you're justified and that you're doing this thing, and yeah, yeah, I'm not forgiving that person. That, that person sucks, and, you're, and, you're, and you think that that is going to impact this other person's life when they might not even have a clue. They could just have, not even have a clue. So you're waiting for something you know, to happen to this person, but you're the one that's getting bitterness and darkness flooding your heart. That's, that's one of the things. It's like drinking rat poison, waiting for the rat to die. Um, Oh, Luke, oh, this is where I need Andrew or someone else to say, oh, you go there. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, I, I will go there. Not forgiving someone, it really reveals the elevated view that we have of ourselves. Okay, so <laughs> there it is. When we choose to not forgive someone, we're forgetting about who we are, what we've done in life, what we've received, and we think that we're above the experience, the, the human experience of making mistakes and hurting others. We've done this a thousand times, but when someone does it to us and we think that's just not good enough, we find ourselves elevate, like we think that we're more better than, than the person or the brother or sister next to us. It's a inflation, it's a pride issue. It genuinely is a pride issue. Um, and it also reveals that we um, haven't allowed this concept of God's love, this incredible, phenomenal love that we have showered towards us. It shows that we, we're not really understanding it. We're not really getting a full grip um, now, please hear me. I know that some of us have been hurt under the most horrific circumstances, and I'm not belittling some of the pain and some of the suffering you have endured, um, but I care too much about you to stay in this place of bitterness because you're only hurting yourself. You're not going to hurt the person that's caused you the, the horrific injustice. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. The way that you get set free of your pain and suffering is to actually choose to forgive. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. Please hear me. I understand that it can be harder. It can be the hardest walk you'll ever walk. But as long as we're in the process of allowing the flow to come through us and pass it along, that's, that's fine. That's, that's the place you want to be. It's the moment you choose to stop, choose to squeeze off the flow and go, that's it, I'm, I'm taking this, and they're not going to get it. When you do that, I promise you, and, and you can talk to all the counsellors in the world over this, they're going to tell you that doing that is only choking you. When you hold that unforgiveness, you're only choking yourself. I know it's hard, I'm not saying it's easy, and if you have experienced incredible suffering, I would encourage you to be a, Go and see someone like a professional, not like me, but seek a professional, a counsellor, uh, a psychologist. I'm in, I'm in the market for a counsellor or a psychologist. If anyone knows any good ones, I just want to go and get a checkup. You know what I'm saying? I, 
I think it's okay. I, I don't know why people think that it's a bad thing to go and see a counsellor or a psychologist. I want to find one like a, like a dentist or a doctor and actually keep doing it because I find that I am um, just as messed up as everyone else. The older I get, I realise, oh, man, I'm crazy. <laughs> oh. And I'm okay with that because I know God's okay with it, but I believe in the God of progression and he doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to live life to the full. Okay, we're wrapping it up very, very soon. Um, Forgiving someone, a lot of us would have heard this, forgiving someone is like setting someone free and finding out that the person you set free was yourself. Yeah, love that. Forgiving someone is like setting someone free and finding out that the person you set free was yourself. Um, So obviously the scriptures are not silent on the matter of forgiveness. And we're going to quickly rattle through some scriptures and then I'm going to look at a big parable that Jesus talked about and we're going to take a quick look at that before I wrap up. In, um, okay, so in Matthew 6, 12, we see um, Jesus has taken us through the prayer and forgive us our debts as we also for- have forgiven our debtors. Mark eleven twenty five, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you and your sins. Here's this flow. The two, they're all going to have this flow where there's some sort of connection between the way that you forgive others and your relationship with God in terms of your own forgiveness. Um, and I'm going to touch on that in case anyone's freaking out about ultimate salvation. It's not really talking about that. Okay. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.12-13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone uh, if, sorry, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Matthew 18, 21 to 35, we've come to, the, to the, this parable. Um, did you notice there, was, there is this link? There's this, there's this crazy uh, connection between our forgiveness flow to others and the forgiveness flow that comes to us. Let's have a look at this uh, parable. 21, we're going to start uh, Matthew 18 and 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Uh, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, or some other translations say 70 times, seven times. Um, Then Jesus says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had um, been sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and cancelled the debt and let him go. Cancelled the debt, let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him, probably a guillotine or uh, one of those rear naked chokes that they do. If anyone is into mixed martial arts, we'll pray for you later. Um, Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. 
He's choking the guy. <laughs> Payback what you owe me. Like, wow. Um, pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, I'll pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay um, the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant, you wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat you, um, treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Heavy, heavy. There's another scripture where Jesus He's just talking point blank about forgiveness and how you got to do it. You cannot, I don't care what's happened, you must forgive. He, it's not like a, um, oh, if you want to enjoy life, like just do this. No, he's commanding you. He's saying you got to forgive anyone and everyone. And it's, it's really scary how strong he is on it. Um, because I think Jesus understands the implications of living, harboring unforgiveness and offense. You're not going to live life to the full if you carry these things. It's just not going to happen, okay? Um, so I just want to have a look at this parable. Let's explore a few things. Now, within the context of the whole body scriptures, we need to make this very clear that Jesus isn't teaching that our eternal destiny is based on our ability to forgive others. Uh, our salvation is completely to do with Christ's work on the cross and Christ's work on the cross alone. We just have to receive that, okay? What I think has been said here and what a lot of scholars would come to agree with is that when your eternal salvation, that's, that's, that's done. There's nothing, it's, that's done. It's not by your work. It's not your ability to forgive others that's going to get you your eternal salvation. It's not that. But it's like a relationship. I married Candace, and she, she's made a, a we, we made contract with each other that we're going to love each other till death do us part. Candace says, spew, and I say, yoo-hoo. And um, I can't believe I fooled her. Um, but... In that, if I, if I uh, do things that annoy her, it's going to affect the, the relationship that we have here and now. We're going we're gonna to live out together forever, and it will probably, you know, you know. But if I keep doing stupid things, or if I keep doing things that's going to put a wedge between us, well, I'm not going to enjoy the fullness of the relationship, right? Which I'm still figuring out to this day. Um, but we're going to get there, aren't we, Candice? We're going to get there. No more rug burning is the first step. That's the clue. That's a clue. I give people clues. You give me clues. This is good. Okay, so we understand that, okay? Jesus is not saying your eternal salvation purely is based on your ability to forgive. It's not that. But your relationship with God is going to greatly be affected if you choose not to forgive, this is, this is a reality. Yes, he's the God of love. Yes, he's the God of grace. But still, it's like this. Um, hey, man, I'm really struggling with... Uh, what? A, I wrote some... <laughs> I was just about to go down this track. I should stick to my notes. Um, say, say if um, there's a person, where am I struggling? 
so I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go there. I felt to go there. I'm just going to go there. I don't know. This might speak to someone. Hey, uh, you're seeing your counsellor. Yeah, look, I have this real problem with um, sexual intimacy and and, uh, engaging in the sex life with my partner. And the counsellor goes, well, uh, have you stopped watching porn? Nah, 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 I haven't, haven't stopped doing that. And they're going, well, that would probably be a great thing to do to help you in your quest to um, restore the, the sexual relationship between you and your partner. See what I mean? There's things in life that we can do that actually stop us from enjoying the fullness of life that God has for us. And it actually works with God. I'm, I'm the biggest grace preacher you'll find. I'm the biggest believer in the love of God you can find. But there are things that we can do that just hinder that relationship, right? Okay, I'm wrapping it up, I swear. <laughs> um, so, so here's the deal. We'll, we'll, we'll race through it. We'll get to the end. Okay, so here's the deal. That servant, right, he had 10,000 bags of gold worth of debt. Now, the other person had 200 silver coins worth of debt. If we were to do the comparison of the debts, I actually did it. I got my calculator out and found out all what they translate to. Okay, the, the servant that owed the master all the debt, he owed him billions of dollars in today's standard. Billions. How does the guy get into billions of dollars of debt from the king? I don't know. But he's just a servant and he owed the king billions. It's literally billions. It's, it's, it's almost countless, right? Countless. Um, and, the, and the other servant that owed him 200 pieces of silver, that's not even half a year's wage. If the servant was to try and pay back the full debt to the master that owed the 10,000 bags of gold, it, I calculated this just for laughs, it would take him 160,000 years to pay him back on his wages. 160. The point is, is that that debt that we have between us and God, we can never pay that back. We can't. It's impossible for us to pay back that debt. It's impossible. The sin that we have done in our lives, which everyone has done, everyone, the sin that we have done holds far greater consequences uh, in our life between us and God than someone that's caused a grievance between you. Even in the most heinous of circumstances, I'm sorry to say this, it's still not as, as brutal as the sin that we have caused between us and God. And who are we if we've received the greatest forgiveness that, that anything could ever hope to have? We've been wiped clear of 160,000 years of hard labor, not spending any of that, by the way, saving every cent and then giving it on. Like, we're talking, our debt has been canceled and it's, sometimes we forget how great our debt was. Then when someone causes us some pain and suffering, can you imagine the pain and suffering it caused Jesus? Our sin. What kind of pain and suffering we caused Jesus? Right? Now, I know I'm getting old. I'm going there. But this is, I just want to wrap it up, okay? This is the deal. 200, look, someone's, someone's caused a grievance to you. We must forgive them. We must forgive them. Because Jesus loved us so much. 
And our goal as a Christian is to love and pass that along. And I think what happens is, I'm going to wrap it up. I really am. I really just want to say this though, church, if we could all stand to our feet. I want, to, I want us to, to meditate on this. I want us to think on this. And if I could have the band, that'd be great. Church, I, I went there today. I did. Oh, oh he went there. Um, it's been on my heart for quite a few weeks to, to preach this message because I do see and I know from firsthand experience that when we do harbour unforgiveness, when we do harbour an offence, it's not good. It's not healthy for us. It wasn't healthy for me. Um, we allow people to rob us of our joy. We're, we, we don't experience the fullness of life that Jesus has. So I want to encourage you this morning, church. If anything, I want to encourage you to search your heart. I'm not saying it's easy, but I, I would encourage you that you will f- experience greater freedom. When I truly forgave these two people in my life, I experienced a greater freedom. Uh, parts of my joy wasn't dependent on their suffering, for, for starters. Parts of my joy wasn't dependent on them getting told that they were in the wrong. Forgiveness is about setting someone free and finding out that it's you that you actually set free. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.